I'm going to record right now. Because. Just because I can't. I can't find Jill all of a sudden. All right. We're just waiting for Jill to. You got to toggle on the thing. Oh, there. The thing. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay. Can it you hear was this? muted somehow. Can you hear this? The Twilight Zone? No, that's the theme song from Halloween. Michael Myers. Halloween. It ain't Halloween yet, though. Save that for later. (laughs) Getting close to that time. Well, considering it's already Christmas stuff in the stores, you might as well do Halloween. The Zoom room opened up first thing, and here we are. Uh, I need more coffee. Are we recording? Are you going to hit Yeah, we've been recording. We've been getting all kinds of blackmail on you. It's been recording. Have you started the show? No, we just did the open. I just decided to start recording about time you were entering the room so we could capture the the presence of Jill appearing. This is that podcast that sounds funny, and this is the week of September twenty first, two thousand twenty one, episode forty seven. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister telling it the way we see it. I'm your host Keith, and joined with me today are Harry and Jill. We are all here, yeah. At least three times. At least the three of us actually host the show and not a, another sibling who doesn't want to ever be on the podcast. <laughs> We're going to try to keep the show short this time. This yeah, week. it was long last week. <laughs> yeah, amazingly, it didn't sound like it was when we were recording. And then uh, it, it, actually, it was kind of long. It was but, one of uh, our longer ones, as far as I know. It, 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 that was our absolute longest show so far. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Uh, we'd like to start out with some what's new. Does anyone have a question? Uh, could be a classic family story, what's happening lately, reading, watching, doing, that kind of a thing. You know, on real fast, to stay on the topic of long shows, I remember our first couple of shows, Terry was like, oh, man, I don't know what can say to talk for a whole half an hour. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I can get enough material. I know. Now look at you. We're like a two-hour-long show. Holy cow. We have to make him stop talking so we can cut it off. Yeah. Well, he, last week, he, we even had interruptions from barking dogs who had to attack Jill and eat her and poop yeah. around and stuff. Holy cow. But anyway, uh, getting back to uh, what's new. Do you guys have something what's new? Because I got a little bit of what's new. Hey, you I go did. first. I did. I want okay. to. Oh, I, well, I don't have one, so you guys go. <laughs> have you ever heard of a Pokemon fight? No. Pokemon, that's about it. <laughs> I've heard of Pokemon. I, I know they would do like, you know, like cartoons and stuff and they had the cards and the battles and whatnot. Never heard of a Pokemon fight. But we had a particular kid in the house 
who got in trouble at school because he punched the kid in the mouth because the kid asked him, do you want to have a Pokemon fight? Huh. Okay, that's the story I heard whenever I first heard of this instance. I thought, this sounds like there's something missing behind this story. <laughs> so uh, unlike the reporters of our, of our glorious press and the media these days who don't pursue the unanswered question, uh, I had to keep asking. And apparently, uh, that is the story that resulted from the school asking the other kid. I just asked him if he wanted to have a Pokemon fight, and he punched me in the mouth. That still doesn't sound like our uh, sweet little uh, voice of the podcast to do that. Not that he didn't have some <laughs> anger problems once. He punched while. a bag of flour last week. Now, come I on. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, he has been known to punch something. Uh, but I asked him, I said, in, in fact, he came from school, and I started poking him in the chest. He goes, he goes, I, I asked, what am I doing? What am I doing? He goes, I don't know. You're tickling me. Ha, ha, ha. I'm having a Pokemon fight. I'm poking you, right? <laughs> <laughs> poke, 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 poke. And I go, what's this deal with about the Pokemon fight? He goes, that's not what happened. He said, do you want to fight? And he was swinging his arms back and forth. So I punched him. <laughs> now that sounds more like what would have happened, you know? Uh-huh. Why would you punch a kid just for asking about Pokemon? He he clearly, there's more to the story. His side was, he was just swinging around, and he was had an attitude. He wasn't like, hey, do you want to have a Pokemon fight? He was like, hey, let's fight, kind of, you know, attitude. He said yeah. it, his tone of voice was threatening. And he's like, no, it was nothing like that. He, it's like, okay, this is what pays off to get, you know, all sides of the story in here. So yeah. we have a kid sus- suspended from school and in, in, in school suspension oh. for, for having a Pokemon fight and blooding another kid's mouth. Yeah. So, so did you do you got one joke? Because I was going to no, tell no, go ahead. I'm still thinking. I say, okay, well, Jill told me a story. That, I did that uh, that uh, her son was that clean one. His girlfriend <laughs> was building and putting together a swing set jungle gym for their baby daughter seven months old and i'm like that's awful they're looking ahead there they know they're building a swing set for and she's only seven months old and then i go well that brings back memories of me doing the same type thing whether i had children or grandchildren you know we our grandchildren you know when you 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 do something nice like like that you know, our niece and nephew there, whatever, building a swing set for the kid. And then they, you put the kid on there and they just love it. They love it. They love it. And don't ever take them to the park or they'll never play on it again. <laughs> they see the because park. They have the go, big swings there. Yeah. yeah. And then they go, oh, the par- now the park ain't good. So now you got to have a swing set and a trampoline. And then after you have a swing set and a trampoline, well, then you got to have a swimming pool because they got. And then you got to have a water slide. It's like, oh my gosh. Would they would stop with a roller coaster? <laughs> take them to, you, you take them to Six Flags thinking they'll never want to go to another carnival again. You know, anyway, as a yeah, I forgot I told him that I story about that. 
but they yeah. do have a baby swing on the swing set. And there's enough room to add swings because it's uh, made with four by fours, I think. Well, I, I remember big. as kids, we had a, the swing set in the yard that you know, dad got from somewhere and put together. We loved it. We'd play on it. But heck, I remember going to the park too because we would, would go to the park before we had the swing set. And I, I used to, if I wanted to have the good swings, go to the park or down to school. Yeah. If you just want to not have to go so far, enjoy now there's a park even closer at Charlie's Market's house. His side yard has got playground equipment in it. Right. Oh, the whole that whole back half of that block is they turned it into a. a And that's what you can do on on your property, Terry. You can turn it into a park. The police would love you for that. (laughs) Down at the school, down to school, they have that whole that whole grassy area is all fenced in now. You can't get in there to play on those anymore. It's like a prison. A prison yard for the kids. (laughs) They got a barbed wire. Got like search towers (laughs) on the corners. Machine gun. That'd be pretty funny. (laughs) Prison for kids. Uh, I I guess in today's safety conscious environment, I can see people doing that. Did you ever think of some what's new for you, Jill? Or or you don't have to if you want. Over the weekend, my son and daughter, uh, the one that lives, the two that live close by came up over whichever direction it is. So we got to see a couple of our older grandkids that we don't get to see very often. Our oldest is 15, and no. then the next one is 13. He's going to be 14. And I found out I'm getting old because she is in high school. She has her driving permit. And I said, girl, you're just making me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, she said she was sorry, Grandma, but that happens. And so I told her mom, I said, in case you didn't realize this, we're getting old together. <laughs> but that's about the only thing funny that I can think of that happened. Yeah. Just that I am getting old. <laughs> no, nothing like making you feel old to know that your grandkids are driving. I thought she was only in ninth grade. I was thinking tenth grade because she went to homecoming Saturday, and yeah. her mom put pictures of her on Facebook. I think seen one of your mm-hmm. grandsons went to homecoming. Is yep. he in tenth grade also? Yep, the- yep. He, and he's he's also fifteen, and he's also oh, hopefully going to be getting yeah. his permit this year. Oh my goodness! But now, now that grandson and his brother and sister or kind of half grandkids we, we claim them as their own but yeah. when it comes to having you know our own kids producing their own offspring are even then the oldest one is uh 16 uh, yeah well, well she'll be that. 16 on her birthday this Which next month it's your birthday <laughs> and so even even then it's like holy cow they're getting those now here's a here's a extra funny story I think of with that particular grandchild. Whenever she was you know very young, like you know still like crawling around age, uh-huh. she had this thing where she did did not like to keep her clothes on her body. Uh oh. <laughs> she would kick off her shoes. She'd wiggle out of her clothes, and she would wiggle out of her diaper if she could. And I told my, my son, I said, you need to keep an eye on that one because she gets about 15, 16 years old. <laughs> doing the same thing. She <laughs> better be out of that one out of her clothes. <laughs> Where's some stripper poles? <laughs> I 
And she lives, she in, lives New in New York, New York now, so you know, you're doing a lot she's doing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Well, let's go ahead and move on, advance this program to what we'd like to do next, and that is holidays. about, yep, holidays. Yeah. Happy holidays. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays. Tuesday. We'd like to go from Tuesday to Tuesday, and so let's just review what we read last Tuesday for September 21st. It is Harvest Moon Festival. It's also International Peace Cause, Day of Peace, International Day of Peace. Uh, it's Mid Autumn Festival. It's, just the first it's day. also a Mid Autumn <laughs> Moon Festival, which I don't understand what, how this is different from Harvest Moon. Miniature Golf Day. I know we have lots of alligator Ooh. stories, so hey, grab your alligator, play Mr. Goff. It's so National IT Professionals Day, so people who are in information technologies, it's their day today, too. It's the It Day? It's the people It People that like the, the movie It, we decided last week. <laughs> yeah. Creepy little green, can't you like that? <laughs> Which... <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm going to not say that story now because it will run too long. Um, September 22nd, Wednesday, fall equinox. So that, that means it's officially the first day of autumn. A lot of times it falls on the 20, 21st, 22nd, but officially it'll be to, uh, Wednesday, 22nd. It is Falls Prevention Awareness. So if you tend to fall down, not, you know, autumn fall, we're going to prevent fall. Oh, we're preventing autumn from happening. <laughs> oh, you leave, stay on the trees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you leave, stay up there. It is oh, actually Hobbit Day, as oh. J.R.R. Tolkien, Hobbit. I didn't know he had a day. Uh, it is National Elephant Appreciation Day. <laughs> hug, hug your elephants today. Yeah, hug them elephants. Show them the love. And while you're at it, it's National Ice Cream Cone Day. So share an ice cream cone with that favorite elephant. <laughs> it's National Singles Day. National Temperature Control Day. National White Chocolate Day. Yeah, that sounds I pretty like racist chocolate. to me. White chocolate. Oh, mm, I like it. Like a zero candy bar. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, white chocolate. I th I think it's mostly they take like the buttercream or something like that, cocoa butter, the part mm. of the chocolate to make it. It's it's something like that. It's it's more confectioner sugar and uh. stuff like that. It's still pretty good. I like it. Um, uh, moving on, September twenty third. Thursday, National Dogs in Politics Day. <laughs> I didn't know dogs did that. <laughs> I didn't know they had anything to do with politics. I, 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 got, I know a dog who runs for dog catcher. Uh. That would be interesting. He only picks up cats, I guess. Also. Maybe. Uh, it is Redhead Appreciation Day. Love uh, your ginger. So... <laughs> 
If you have any redheaded stepchildren out there, you got to stop beating them and start appreciating them. That's all I'm going to say. Um, that's all I have on that day. September 24th, Friday. What day is that, Terry? That's Terry and Terry's wedding anniversary. Everybody send me a gift so I can make sure I get something for my wife. Yeah. <laughs> send it all to Terry's it. house and he'll, and he'll pass mm-hmm. it right on along with his name on it. <laughs> So get something good. So whatever they get mad at each other. <laughs> it's been a lot. It is actually AFL Grand Final. I haven't got a clue what that means. AFL Grand Final. It huh. is German Sandwich Day. You know, a hamburger, you know, it's from Hamburg, Germany. I wonder if that counts. <laughs> uh, it is uh, Heritage Day, which is a fun family historical day. You learn National... about your heritage on that day, sure. Yeah, I, I haven't got a clue. Uh, National Cherries Jubilee Day. National Punctuation Day. Uh, period. Sport Purple for Platelets Day. What's that? Exclamation period. mark. Comma. Exclamation. It's colon. National Exclamation Point. Punctuation Day. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure you punctuate well. Uh, it is Sport Purple for Platelet Awareness Day. So I guess, you know, platelets is that thing in your blood that makes you scab up. And I guess scabs are purple. So huh. wear, wear purple instead of scabs, I guess. I don't know. Gross. <laughs> um, World Bollywood Day. Yeah, Bollywood. Bollywood is India's Hollywood is what that is. I guess is so. on Friday. It has to do with arts, entertainments, and movies. So I don't know. It is yeah. the world's biggest coffee morning day. Mm. So that's what we have on Friday. Wow. Uh, Saturday, September 25th. I wonder what day that is. It's National Bunny Day. So I guess after Terry celebrates his anniversary on Friday, he can have National Bunny Day on Saturday. Or I could bid on Michael Jordan's dirty underwear. Yeah. That's the day they're bidding on that. Yeah. Is that that day? There you go. It's National Comic Book Day. National Cooking Day. That's National day. Daughter's Day. So grab your daughter and make cookies and food and made out of bunnies. Oh, <laughs> no, mommy, don't do that. <laughs> don't worry. It's also National Hunting and Fishing Day. So you can always go out and hunt for some more bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> National Lobster Day. National Public Lands Day. So that's Saturday. See, I don't know what the lobster, would you eat a lobster or save a lobster? 
that's the question. Yeah, you had to rescue a lobster from uh, from imminent peril in the restaurant. <laughs> Boiling oil. September 26th, Sunday. Um, better oh. breakfast day. I had to make sure I didn't say bed or breakfast, but it's better uh-huh. breakfast day. So if you have a usual breakfast, Sunday is a day to have a better breakfast. It is also a family health and fitness day. Gold Star Mothers and Families Day. I don't know why it doesn't say family, because of course, you know, mothers are included in families, as are fathers and everyone that's included in families. Uh, and of course, gold star, if people don't know, refers to somebody who has uh, someone served in the military and lost their life in the service of their country. Oh, they, I didn't know that. I just thought it meant gold star to you. <laughs> no, in a time of war, uh, if a family has a service member serving, they get a silver star. And you place that in like your window or something. But if uh-huh. your service member dies, they, they, they change it to a gold star. Oh. So if you've heard of a gold star family, that means they've lost a loved one in a war. Huh. So. Hoshana Rabbah. <laughs> it's a religious holiday. <laughs> How do I might have something to do with rabbits again? Rabba, rabbits. Yeah, the I don't think it's for Rabba. It's think a Jewish Baptist. holiday. <laughs> it's also a Johnny Appleseed Day. I can pronounce that one better. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm eating an apple. Wow. It is National Chimichanga Day. Mm. National Dumpling Day. National Family Day. Oh man, there's another hard one to pronounce. National Mesophilioma. Oh, that's some kind it's of It's like a disease. Asbestos. Yeah. It's a fa- mesophilioma awareness day. Some kind of a disease. Uh, I- I'm yeah, not it's sure. It's cancer you get from asbestos. Is it? Yeah. Yep. You have that, huh? No, no, they always have commercials. You don't watch TV, but they always have commercials <laughs> about that. If you know someone who's suffering from mesothelioma, yeah. it all. Well, you know, that makes you feel bad. Yeah, and I want to have National Pancake Day, <laughs> World Heart Day, Health Awareness. And that rounds out Sunday. Um, speaking of days, we don't know what they are. There was one day, I think it was last week, could have been the week before, about celiac day. Mm-hmm. And like we didn't know what that was. It has to do with you know how people uh, they don't eat bread. What's that called? Uh, don't eat bread day. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, gluten free. It's people uh, who have to eat gluten free foods. This is a disease that they suffer from. Anyway, I thought I would mention that. Uh, September twenty seventh, Monday. Day of the French community. I bet Joe Biden doesn't celebrate that day. Because <laughs> right now the French are pretty much mad at Joe Biden. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they, they oh, pulled don't, it. Go in, don't, don't go into that. <laughs> they, they pulled their ambassadors out of the country because of, I, I don't know. They wouldn't some, sell them nuclear submarines. Yeah. Oh. And oh. they're they're very upset. They consider that they've been backstabbed. They were going to sell some nuclear submarines to the other countries and change their mind. Oh. 
yeah, I don't know the whole story, but I know it has to do with nukes and stuff. But anyway, they at the French community, probably not Joe Biden's favorite. Uh, National Chocolate Milk Day. I got some grandkids will be celebrating that. <laughs> That's the way I drink my milk. National Crush Day. It is a civic environmental day. So I'm guessing it's not like somebody you love as in they have a crush on somebody. It you probably has more to do with crushing some tin cans. Huh? <laughs> you don't crush your cans that day. Yeah. <laughs> National oh. No Excuses Day. Oh, wow. No. <laughs> I know some kids who need to be celebrating that one. <laughs> I want to hear it, kid. No excuses. World Tourism Day. I bet there's people in Afghanistan who are going to celebrate that. Let me out. Let me out. <laughs> Moving on, wrapping out the week next Tuesday, September 28th. Ask a stupid question day. <laughs> Refer back to children. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Yeah, they say there's no such thing as a stupid question, but as someone who has taught people, there are <laughs> such yeah. things as stupid You questions. have little short people in your house. They can come up with some doozies. <laughs> it's National Drink Beer Day. I guess after all those stupid questions, <laughs> you just need to knock one back. <laughs> it's National Neighbor Day, so have a beer with your, with your neighbor. There you go. It is National Voter Registration Day. I don't hmm. know why. Well, I guess they do it every year because that way, when it actually is election year, I guess you voter registration. It seems day. like there's always somebody voting for something. Saint Wenceslas Day. Now that's at Christmas time, isn't it? Saint, you know that song about uh, King Wenceslas? Yeah. A Christmas song, so oh, he has a day in now. I mean, no, it was news to me. Now, it's his King, birthday or something. I don't, know. I don't know how how all that Saint days and stuff works, but I, I'm pretty, pretty sure that Winslow's house was also known as King Stephen, and we had a King Stephen day the other day. It seemed like Saint oh. Stephen. Maybe that day is the day he took off on his camel to get there in time for. Yeah, for the baby Jesus being born. Yeah. He was oh, he was one of those kings, the three kings. Okay. I guess. Anyway, wrapping out the week is World Rabies Day. <laughs> so if you have a dog politician and you need to register to vote, make sure you get your rabies shot. Because if you don't get your rabies shot, you might, Joe Biden may, may make you quit your job because you're not vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like what you said, or I've heard in the news about those Americans that are left behind in Afghanistan. Yeah. It reminded me, I saw Jill. I said, you know, that kind of reminds me of like the, the, in the TV show MASH, when it was the end of the Korean War. Oh, course, the player who wanted to get out of the country so bad. The whole time the show was on, and at the end, he decided to stay behind because he got married, didn't he? Right, but maybe some of them people that are staying behind 
are choosing to stay behind. There, there are some who are who have chosen to stay behind, uh, but not everybody. And at, at this point, I, I think it's kind of a mess because they're or maybe they wanted maybe they went to and then they might change their mind. No, come and get us. Well, I, I think at this point, there's there's a mix. There there are people who who truly do, do want to stay. But there's some we don't. And I think there needs to be somebody there to sort those out and let them yeah. stay or go as they please. That way, they'll stop being all these questions about, oh, my gosh, you love people behind. And they can just clear yeah. the air. Go, man, let the her on. Anyway. Hey, you know what it's time behind. to do? It's time to move on to yeah. our news. As we do it on oh, the news and then our stuff. <laughs> Now, I've got a couple of stories I want to make sure I get, get squeezed in here today. You go first, then, so you can squeeze one right on in. Well, <laughs> I have some lucky lucky stories here. One of them is about a lucky cat. Have you heard about this? No. Nope. Um, a falling feline gets saved at a football game. Um. Uh, Miami Gardens, Florida. The most notable catch in Saturday's game was not uh, uh, not <laughs> on the field. It wasn't even a football. It was a cat. The animal somehow got into Hard Rock Stadium, then got caught up by one of its paws off the facade of the upper deck uh, at the end of the first quarter eventually fell to the lower level of the stadium where fans using a American flag made a makeshift net and were able to safely catch him before they carried it off the stage or off the field. Wow. Oh. I thought you were going to tell me they were throwing it instead of the football. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a pigskin. <laughs> it, it says uh, they were trying to grab it from above, but they couldn't reach it. I, I guess that means there was people that spotted the cat and were trying to grab it from above, but they, uh, but they were scaring it downwards, you know, further from safety. Uh, said Craig Cromer, the facilities manager at the. Uh, stadium and a ticket, season ticket holder who with his wife Kimberly brought an American flag to each football game. It hung there for a little while by two, two front paws and then one paw and then I was like oh my goodness it's going to Bye. come this way soon <laughs> and that's when the Cromers unhooked the flag from its uh, little fasteners in the hope for the best. Uh, the petrified cat fell. Hey. And was, was caught in a you know, net made out of an American flag. Uh, and it was uh, brought to safely by uh, stadium uh, people. Uh-huh. Now, the, the coach, uh, my, Manny Diaz, so he didn't learn about the cat until after the game uh, where his team, the Hurricanes, held on for the win. He was quoted as saying, I don't know anything about the cat or what was going on, but I'll tell you, 
if the cat will help us in our, our red zone offense, I'm going to see if I can give him a scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the cat showed no signs of injury. So, and, and it says oh, the Cromers, other than a spilled beverage and getting sprayed by the dangling cat, were otherwise fine. Now, I, I had to read that they were part. Peed on. <laughs> yeah, because sprayed means the cat peed. So they, they spilled a drink and they got peed on by a cat. Like, ah! <laughs> but other yeah. than that, they were okay. They were fine. <laughs> like, ah, cat pee. Scared the Anyways. pee right out of that cat. That was a, a one lucky story there. I, I actually have a bunch of lucky stories here today. Yeah. Well, mine's kind of a lucky story. If I can go next about a lizard that uh, traveled from Barbados <laughs> to England in a woman's bra. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because now the bra wasn't on the woman's body. It was in her suitcase. She didn't well, notice that it was in there until she got home. she was home. maybe smuggling a lizard in her bra. <laughs> she was actually unpacking and seen something there and she thought it was just she thought it was a dead animal, and it wasn't a dead animal. It was a geico lizard. It must have been small, though, because she uh, had to sit on her suitcase to close it. It was packed full. It was like it an iguana. Squish, well, it squished this lizard. Somehow well, the you lizard... mean it had to have been small? She might have, we don't know her bra size. <laughs> yeah. It could have been a giant lizard. Yeah, maybe, iguanas maybe get to be like about six feet long. Dude, <laughs> that big? Wow. So it had the tail, yeah. They can get, they can be like three feet just in their body alone. Wow! But geckos are generally small. They're about maybe three, two, three, four inches somewhere like that. Yeah, but the the reptile people from England came and got the lizard from her because she called to get people, and so they're watching it to make <laughs> sure it's fine. And I don't know if they'll return it. They they have Barbados. a reptile control de- department in England. Yeah. <laughs> Quick call the reptile control ministry. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was a weird story. That'd be oh, funny. The though, lizard's it, name was Barbie. They named it. <laughs> that'd be funny if it did travel travel in her bra while she was wearing it. It's like I feel something funny. <laughs> yeah, something keeps crawling around on my boobie. <laughs> and now they've got Barbie doing funny TV commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the Geico gecko, it's the Barbie gecko. Yeah. Has a gecko dream house, (laughs) which is is shaped like a lady's bra. (laughs) Well, I've got a happy story and a sad story, so. Go ahead. All in one. A woman in Springs, Missouri, found an urn necklace in a Walmart parking lot. And so... They were searching on Facebook. Um, if you happen to have lost your loved one's ashes in the Walmart parking lot, <laughs> they found it. <laughs> it's like one of those redneck dreams about when I die, cremate me and sprinkle my ashes at Walmart. <laughs> it was a necklace type urn with it, without the necklace, it was like a little tiny little urn, and they're like, huh. like a little amulet with ashes inside. And, yeah, it's kind of like a little charm. It's not real big because I know that was something when George's dad died. They were asking everybody, but he wasn't cremated. 
you could get a thumbprint. Uh. <laughs> body part of you get. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take this big toe. <laughs> put his big toe in one. We'll take that one. Grape it out a little bit, but they didn't cremate him. You got they got his thumbprint on a little round thing. I don't know, a charm, I guess you'd call it. Uh, wow. That now that's something that I don't think I would want to have. It was like, you know, me up ashes hanging from a little charm bracelet or something. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got grandma right here. <laughs> I, uh, I think uh, they actually found she took the item inside the store and she looked on Facebook and I don't know if they found it or not. She lost her own necklace for two days. Huh. Nope, they never found the owner yet. No. Nope. So if you're out there and you're missing a loved one, <laughs> they could have it. Yeah. Contact Walmart. They probably go to the, the clearance aisle. <laughs> I mean, customer service, that's it. Yeah. You go, have you found my, my dead person's ashes? <laughs> I, I guess I can see why people would like that, but I just think that's just a tad creepy. Well, I got one about a moose, and it's not about Chris the moose. <laughs> it's about a moose in Maine. Miles the moose. Apparently, Miles the moose bids adieu to travelers who uh, leave Maine. In Portland, Maine, as the Labor Day weekend uh, has come and gone, Miles the Moose has said goodbye to holiday travelers who uh, leave Maine for the close of the summer. Uh, Miles the Moose and other members of the Maine Turnpike Authority uh, handed out whoopie pies, whatever those are. I'm guessing like moon pies, only for Maine. Yeah. Uh, and water to drivers who are leaving. Don't tell me there are more space aliens coming. No. No hungry dogs? No. No rioting crowds? No. Something worse. What could be more vicious than those kinds of emergencies? Avon calling. Take time out for beauty. Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com slash T Hogan Helsley. That is front slash T-H-O-G-A-N 
H-E-L-T-S-L-E-Y. Thank you. Besides, you know, giving the those whatever whoopie pies and water is an annual thing. Uh, they've done in the past. They had to take a break last year due to Corona. But uh, the moose is getting old, and this is the final year the moose will appear because moose will be retiring. Hmm. I guess he's going to live a long, happy life with Rocky and Boris and Natasha. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep. Well, my next story's kind of got a strange title, but George sent it to me in an email, and I couldn't get it to read me the whole story, so I'm just going to tell you the title, and you guys can make all the fun of it that you want. (laughs) But the title says, this happened in Peoria, Illinois, of all places, and the title says, Greasy Illinois Weirdo Assaults a Woman with... A McGriddle sandwich. <laughs> so this greasy. happened at a McDonald's yesterday. <laughs> so is, it, I, is the guy covered in grease or what? That's what the I mean the title <laughs> that was the title he said of this article. He has an app on his phone and he read it to me and of course it had the woman's name that was attacked, but I don't remember what it was, and he was upset. Because the McGriddle sandwich does not have an egg on it. Uh, and I was thinking the McGriddle was the sausage or the pancake wrapped around it, but maybe they invented a new sandwich with yeah, sausage patty. I don't get the McGriddle very much, but I think that's all it is, is just a pancake and sausage. On a stick like a corn dog, but this had a sandwich. So I'm assuming maybe they... A greasy man. I don't know if he was greasy, why he was greasy yeah, greasy weirdo. Weirdo. Was his name Ricky? <laughs> don't say names. Greasy weirdo named Ricky. Like the like that. I wonder. Didn't say stinky. It said greasy. <laughs> well, well, you were greasy. You get stinky. They were wrestling in Indiana, but that Peoria is close to Indiana, so. <laughs> no, Peoria is on this side, not the other, on Missouri side, Iowa, Missouri. Well, no. Peoria is up there in Illinois. Yeah, but it's not on the Indiana side, it's on the other side. It's kind of central in the state. Hmm. I know it's farther north, I don't know. Where he was wrestling in it's Indiana. It's north of Springfield a little bit. Yeah. It's pretty much due north of Springfield. It's not like east of Springfield. Huh. Yeah, I thought that title was just even funny just to think about what kind of weirdo is going to assault a woman. What are you going to do, throw it at her, smack her with it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, my my last story returns to the topic of being lucky. Well, hey. A Florida hey. man wins a million-dollar lottery the day he opened his auto shop. In Callahan, Florida, a man wins a $1 million lottery game the same day he and his wife opened the auto repair shop. Brian Woodle, 46, oh. bought the $5 gold rush scratch-off ticket from a Circle K in Callahan, Florida. Uh-huh. I love working on cars. It's always been my dream. 
to own my own repair shop. What all says at the end of our first day, I stopped by Circle K oh, to pick up uh, a few things and I picked up a lottery ticket. Yeah. Just like that, I won a million bucks. He selected to receive a one time payment of eight hundred eighty thousand or no, eight hundred eighty thousand dollars, the lottery commission says. The Circle K will also receive a twenty thousand dollar bonus for selling the winning ticket. Wow. And I, and it says Callahan is near Jacksonville, Florida, which is kind of the upper northeast corner of the state. But I thought mm-hmm. I wanted to share that because I, I wasn't sure, Terry, <clears throat> when Terry's mini mall opens up. But if there's a Circle K around, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you might want to open up that store and go buy Circle K. <laughs> Who knows? Mm-hmm. You might also win a million dollars to fund your business. No. It doesn't say if he if he kept his business or what. I, I'm assuming he did. But I'm just saying it, this happened on his first day. He opened up his brand new business. I know you guys are opening up a brand new business here very soon, right. if not already. So who knows? It happened to him. It may happen to you. Today is the 21st. Yeah. And we were once one to open today. <laughs> but I got a story. I got skipped over, but that's okay. I have a story about three little bears. Um, and Goldilocks. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Not the three little pigs, huh? Oh. <laughs> the title is Three Little Bears Splash Around in neighbor, and Neighbors Inflatable Pool. And in, in Massachusetts, a man captured a... a Three little bears um, playing and splashing around in his inflatable pool until they popped it. <laughs> decided to stroll around the yard and play on his swing set. We're just <laughs> uh, and and so the the as in Westfield, Massachusetts, he had it on uh, video and audio. Oh. <laughs> None of them were smoky to bear, but but then yeah. played in the pool, splashed in, busted it. Oh, and and then starting September seventh is bear hunting season in Massachusetts. <laughs> wow! Okay, so the guy can get his gun out now and shoot the little thingies. You know? Yeah. So so I can with deer you you put out bait piles to bait them. This is here's the secret of deer hunting. Put out a swing swimming pool and a swing set. There's a lot of bears that way. Yeah. They, they have better playgrounds in your yard than they do in the woods. I thought it was funny. They had them playing the playing in the pool like that and the and the end of the story it says bear hunting season started on September seventh in Massachusetts. <laughs> Take care of that bear population. A a tip to the hunters out there. (laughs) And Uh, apparently, besides that, you know, we've had stories before. You know, bears just loved cars and swimming pools and (laughs) shopping in grocery stores. Bears are crazy these days. They do everything people do. No, this one I've been saving it for a little while. 
It's off the Irish coast. There was a walrus that keeps sinking boats. And I don't understand how he's sinking the boats if he's just big and flops up on them. If he bites them, don't walrus have big two front teeth? Yeah. It just says that they're going to, the Irish people are giving him a floating couch that he can flop up on and <laughs> float around in the cool water. Uh, I just thought it sounded really strange that well, this walrus is going to have a floating couch. Maybe he'll enjoy the that. Irish is jealous, or the, the walrus is jealous of the Irish people. They have those special little boats, and it's like, I want a boat too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know much about walruses, but I thought that sounded really strange. They're That's big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they can get big. They can get big. Real big. They're definitely bigger than a sea lion. Like big like a cow. Yeah. A sea cow. There is actually a sea cow, but I, I don't know if it's bigger or smaller than a walrus. Pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> okay, well, I got one real quick. In okay. England, there's a woman who has replicated, um, and you can go to this place in England on, on Winnie the Pooh's 95th anniversary of being around. A woman in England has replicated Winnie the Pooh's house. You can actually go and you can rent it. I think it says $135 a night. All the cabinets are stocked with honey. Hmm. And you can up down touch the ground. Puts you in the mood for food. <laughs> it's in Sussex, England, in conjunction with uh, Disney and Brett. Uh, bed, something, one of the bed and breakfast places, whatever. And the artist who's been drawing Winnie the Pooh for 30 years designed the exact replica of his cottage. So whenever you get shot out of the honey tree, they get stuck in a rabbit's house too with your butt hanging out? <laughs> and you can be guided on a guided tour of, um, Winnie the Pooh, uh, what's it called? The Woods, Undertaker Woods. And you can get a bunch of poo sticks. <laughs> that sounds pretty gross. <laughs> you can play poo sticks. Apparently, uh, poo sticks is where you go to the bridge and you drop these poo sticks into the water. It's like, boop, boop. <laughs> it's like, you're pooping, pooping sticks or something, I guess, but. And I'm sure I said a story somewhere in Winnie the Pooh, but that sounds hilarious. <laughs> I will take my poo stick to the river. You got to keep your, one of the rules, though, is that the shelves are soft stocked with honey pots labeled with honey. And one of the rules is you got to keep your hands out of the honey pots. <laughs> and no huffalumps inside the house. Huffleups and Woozles. B&B and Disney. Uh, they're rent, renting it out for 130 bucks a night. Hmm. So, hmm. five years of Winnie the Pooh. And, wow. Yeah. Well, if you get your hands in those honey pots, you might just get stuck in a rabbit's house. Yeah, I was just wondering if that was... Uh, uh, a tree growing overhead with a bunch of bees that like fell through <laughs> or something the, last week and <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the tree branch with the beads that fell through the house. Yeah, well, that's all I got for news. Well, you know, it must be then. Time for the weird words. The Quiz Kids, bright, lovable youngsters, ready for another difficult examination in the schoolroom of the air. Weird words, weird words. My first weird word, zipperism. P-S-I-T-H-U-R-I-S-M. Zipperism. Zipperism. Wow. P. <laughs> well, I, I know I can Beverly Hillbillies, Jethro always used to like to cipher. Cipher. Cipher off his numbers. So maybe, maybe this is zipperism. I don't know. I, I think say it's the way the phone says it. Zipper, zipperism. Zippers. Well, it's a P-S, so it's specifer, you know, specificism. Not, not pneumonia. Specific. You know how come you never catch a pterodactyl using the bathroom? Because the P is silent. it. <laughs> it's kind of the same way on this word. Yeah. Uh, wow. Cipherism. I want to say it has to do with something physical. Um, it's like out psychological. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's nothing real big and fancy. It's just the sound of wind and trees. Oh, the sound <laughs> of the wind and trees. Huh? I'm assuming it means like the sound that the leaves like, make. As like when being... the wind blows through the 100-acre forest. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and Wayne the Pooh goes flying through the air to the honey tree. Yep. Our next word is a nice short one. Uke. Y-E-U-K. Y-E-U-K? That's the fancy way to spell ukulele. You can know. I can play the ukulele. What it is. You can know what it is. <laughs> yes, you should know. You can know what it is. I can know. And what it is. You can know, and I can know, and he can know. And you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. You can know. <laughs> well, I'll go for that, sir. Sounds like a redneck word. You, <laughs> you, you, you can be itching. To be itching. Uke to be itchy. 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 Yeah. I'm feeling a yuki. Yuki. <laughs> <laughs> Get my yuki stick. Scratch me. <laughs> I need my poo stick so I can scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Our next word is gammer. And you guys might can guess this one. G-A-M-M-E-R. Gammer. Gamer. 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 Well, uh, well, your legs were big uh, when, when they swing them jams, wobble to and fro. Look at them jams on her. You can toss them over your shoulder like a cotton soldier. But I think I thought games were like legs, so for that. Anyway. I don't you, know, but I, I don't know I think why. it relates to a, an English word gaffer, which means old man. So oh, yeah, gamer, I, I think, is an old woman. Gaffer, yeah. gamer. Which makes sense now that you told us what it means before that. <laughs> oh, gamer. 
Okay, we need to move on. Okay, our next word is Bessadarian. A B E C E D A R I A N. Abacadarian. Abacadarian. The librarian in the <laughs> Abraham Lincoln does magic tricks. He says, Abacadarian. <laughs> hmm. I give you a hint. This word um, would be somebody in kindergarten. A five-year-old? Well, <laughs> it means a, poopy a, person, a person learning the alphabet. Oh, man. Huh. Got a lot of them in there. Yeah, lots of letters in that <laughs> word. <laughs> person learning the alphabet, yep. Uh, okay, another word we got is Thelemic. Thelemic. T-H-E-L-E-M-I-C. Thelemic. Thelemic. That's when you, like, lick your phlegm. Ooh, it's uh, pH. Like when you hock up a loogie and you have to swallow that down. What's another pH word? Oh, it's man. a pH. Like your name's pH. Oh, oh, oh. It's the limit. Like you have a lift. The limit, yeah. Somebody who can't talk right. The limit. The lift. Wow, I don't know. The list. We got some weird words this week. The limit. Thelemic. Somebody who gets tongue-tied, I guess. Thelemic. Letting people do what they want is what this word means. Do what you want to do. You can go thelemic yourself. (laughs) Live and let live. Leave me out of it. (laughs) Yep. Show me what you want to do. This last word is rampike. R-A-M-P-I-K-E. Rampike. Rampike. Just never the ram takes his horns and it takes you in the rear end. <laughs> ram that pike! Ram that pike! Well, it means it means a fish, a standing dead or broken tree. Oh. So if you have a dead tree standing in your yard, it's a ram it's pike. A ram pike. And oh. I said that was our last word, but I have one more bonus word that I thought was hilarious. And the bonus words, bonus words. <laughs> bursting in there. Oh. And you guys will probably guess this right off, but it's not what you think it means originally. But the word is bunghole. <laughs> bunghole. <laughs> bunghole. Bend over. I know where that one's at. I, I know where it came from. It came from the, it's the hole in the side of a, the barrel. Yeah, so that's what it really means. And I was thinking that's funny because when I heard bunghole, I was like, I got a word on my list that means bunghole. Yeah. And then when I heard the meaning, it's the hole in the side of a barrel, like you said, I was like, which, oh. Which in, in the days of old sailing ships kind of means the same thing. Uh, they think it in that bunghole. <laughs> well, they used to say it's your day in the barrel, meaning you're not going to have a good day today. This is not your day, because the guy who was stuck in the barrel that day had to deal with things being put into the bunghole. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it there. Uh, I'm not going to tell the. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, I, that that word, word when I heard it just cracked me up. I was like, I know what you guys are going to say you think it is. <laughs> it's what, it's what you think it is. But yeah. <laughs> it's similar to that corn, <laughs> cornhole. I'm cornholio. <laughs> Let's go do some, play some cornhole. Yeah, uh, but that's yeah. all my words for the week. So now we can move on to Terry's top <laughs> ten. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I said before tonight, we are going to present something of a more legitimate nature, something very unhokey. Top ten movies that are so bad they're hilarious. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'll do this. Oh, bad, they're good. They're so B movies that are so bad, and they they fell into two categories. They were either action or comedy. They were originally action, action that became comedy. Action, huh? action or horror with some comedy in them. Uh, number 10 was a movie. came out in 1966. Called Mosquito. <laughs> uh, the Mosquito Invasion. <laughs> Call the SWAT team. <laughs> the plot of the movie is the alien spacecraft crash lands in the woods. And then the mosquitoes suck their blood from the aliens, and that transforms the mosquitoes into giant mosquitoes. They go terrorize this camp. With I think I've seen that movie, but I don't remember much about it. And wow! Then giant uh, mosquitoes suck <laughs> the campers. Number nine. Star Crash. That was an Italian-made movie. Came out in 1978. It was very, very similar to Star Wars. So that's probably why you never heard of it. They should have spooked it or something, unless that's what it was. I think it kind of was, but uh. It, uh, number number eight is a movie called. Chicks. <laughs> kind of like mosquitoes. All these exactly. Chairs, right? That's what it says in the description. <laughs> Very similar to the mosquitoes. The ticks get super, supersized. Some kind of <laughs> big steroids, and they get giant. They suck. You know, that, that was a big thing back in the 60s and maybe 50s, having gigantic, gigantic bugs, bugs. gigantic lizards. The 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 sixty foot teenage woman or something like that was one of them yeah. having supersized critters. Yeah. Lord, like Godzilla. Yeah. Um, number, let me go back here. Number seven is Slashers, and let's see, that was a Japanese made movie about three contestants that have to survive. Inside of like a paintball arena yeah. to survive, you know, people attacking them. Uh, it didn't go over real well. I thought it was going to be something about somebody getting cut with knives or something slashers. Yeah, right. Well, that part of, they had that in as well. Oh. Uh, Guns. I remember one that was, it was like a rollerball kind of a thing, but it, it was like an, a futuristic thing and his sport was to replace war and so they literally would play 
and people would die. Right. Really kill oh, people. Wow. It's like roller derby, but it's called, it was called rollerball. Which the name yeah, rollerball. That was it. Huh. Like roller derby, but they killed yeah. motorcycles. And they had like gloves with spikes on them and stuff. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, that's not one on this list. <laughs> Number six: Rock and Roll Nightmare. There's <laughs> another movie. About a rock and roll band that went to a house in an, uh, a farmhouse in Canada to record an album, and they become possessed by demons. Uh, so instead of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, it was just the rock and roll part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and oh, and let's see. Number five, Bird Emic, B-I-R-D-E-M-I-C, Bird Emic. What do uh, you Pandemic, what, only a Bird Emic. What do you think that one's about? Bird flu, uh, bird flu. Bird. <laughs> it's, it's not a spoof of Hitchcock's The Birds, but it's pretty much a ripoff of the same thing. It's a B version of it. I'm pretty sure they said it was directed by... Uh, George Went, who played Norm on Cheers. <laughs> huh. He must be pretty drunk. That, that's probably a credit he's trying to ignore. There's <laughs> <laughs> a spoof type movie of The Birds by Alfred Hitchcock. Huh. And <sighs> you know, I wonder where they found all these bird actors at. Yeah. It's all CG, CGI graphic and, and stuff. Number four, Pocket Ninja. Pocket Ninja. I'll kick wow. you in my pocket. <laughs> Do they fight Pokemon, the Pocket Ninjas? Three kids have a comic book in their pocket about a white dragon. And they all learn karate from the white dragon. And then they all go out and they fight the evil uh, Cobra Khan. So they're pocket ninjas because they're kids. They're small-sized ninjas. And they got comic books in their pockets. I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> That's like a lame movie. Yeah. But I bet kids probably love it. Undefeatable? No, number three. Yeah, Undefeatable is the name of this movie. Huh. I'm not beat me. I'm undefeatable. A woman's sister is killed by a guy named Stingray, and then she hooks up with a police detective. That They all seem to know karate, and Stingray kills people and steals their eyeballs. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was going to be their feet. Undefeatable. That's so undefeatable. Number two, Troll Two. (laughs) I think I may remember those troll movies. (laughs) Bad actors, bad plot, bad movie. That's a bad movie. That's what the critics said. Yeah, that's what they said. Number one. Samurai Cop. Samurai Cop. 
bet you gaffed it, didn't you? <laughs> it's a Japanese samurai who becomes a New York cop. Uh, well, it's a cop that trained in Japan as a samurai. Oh, uh, they use the big swords, don't they? Yeah. Get so instead of a pistol, he has samurai swords. Samurai cop. Yeah. You're going to get something cut off if you can. Hey, you remember that, that uh, SNL sketch that uh, they used to do way back in the early days with the, the samurai? He would right. pull out the sword and start chopping on stuff. So he had this cop with the sword, and she's a bad guy. He pulls it out and starts going all samurai on the dude. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, sumo wrestlers. Pulls out some nunchuck or something. Never mind. Yeah. And so that's the stupid movie list. <laughs> Maybe they could do a sumo cop. He sumo wrestles him to the ground. Yeah, he squishes you. He, he sits there in his big diaper and stomps around, throws some salt around. I thought I had that. And, and while the guys are dying of laughter, <laughs> <laughs> he comes and stomps on them. <laughs> the, uh, I got that anchor topic to discuss. Sure, anchor yeah, topic. anchor topic. Yeah. Well, last week we did orientation and mobility. This week, the on the lineup is uh, communications. Um, I don't have any specific thing to discuss on that. Uh, so I thought maybe we could back up a couple steps because there was something that uh, was asked not long ago. Uh, about it would fall under the general c- category, like when you first go blind and you get get help and whatnot. Somebody asked, when you first went blind, what was the hardest thing you had to adapt to? What was like the one big thing that was like you know stressful to learn or do? Uh, what was you know something that you missed that you couldn't do anymore well my thing i think the thing i had to learn the most for me being a woman was cooking which pretty much i gave up because i got tired of burning my fingers so there's so many things and devices um to use to help keep your fingers getting burned but when you're used to you know when you can't see don't have the same feel through an oven mitt or a silicone glove or and so for me, I would just not put those things on to protect my hands because, like I said, you can't feel the pick up or move whatever you're trying to use. So my husband ended up, he took, he takes over most of the cooking now. I can start it, but he usually finishes it. <laughs> when things get hot. What was the question again? Well, whenever you, you first lose your eyesight, there's usually like, you know, some traumatic, because you know, people people say, oh, that's the worst thing ever. I don't know. I would just kill myself if I went blind. I don't know how you do it. What's, what's you know, the, the biggest thing or one of the biggest things that when you first couldn't see anymore, there was a problem. You know, it was like unnerving or you had problems dealing with I it. Could, I couldn't look at internet porn. <laughs> That's my funny answer, but no, I, I, I couldn't play my PlayStation anymore. 
I couldn't play my video games. I had to give up. Pac-Man and Galaga and Crash Bandicoot. Because there's definitely a lot of hand-to-eye coordination, especially with the but Galaga. They, they do that. now have games that you can play being blind, but yeah, still it takes you used to get getting used to it. And you're limited to what you can play, but still. Yeah, most of those are like games, board game-style things like Monopoly or... I tell my grandsons, play Crash Bandicoot. I want to hear it. I want to hear the, the all the little things, you know, that's in the game or something. Little sound effects. And sound like effects are just, they're cool, you know, and it's like, uh, you know. Mario Brothers. <laughs> I tell my wife all the time, turn your volume up. I want to hear the game. She's in there putting the game and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, there we go. I like Thanks back memory. Get your gaming fix on there. Yeah. So yeah. me and Terry answered what then, would you say, Keith? But then just like whenever you first lose your vision or, or after losing your vision, I mean there there is a lot of stuff that it's being blind, like I always tell you, when you go blind, all all the ugly goes away. Oh, here's our room. And when you see the man I've been married to for twenty seven years. You're fascinated by my ugliness, aren't you? What happened? Yeah, it's all pretty in the world yeah. again. Everything's <laughs> pretty. There's no graffiti spray painted on those buildings or those... On them train cars that go by. <laughs> There's no trash anywhere. All the trash is picked up and everything's clean and pretty. You know, all the ugly goes away. You know, that's how I see it. You know. Yeah, um... I remember someone said, it must be hard for you to not be able to drive anymore. I like, well, actually, as much as I like to drive, I don't really miss it. <laughs> it's actually been a little bit liberating to say, oh, sorry, I can't go because I oh, can't drive. You know, yeah. It, it kind of gave me a ticket to not do stuff. You know. I just have <laughs> dreams on driving my flying car. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, I mean, because I, I had about two to three years where I was not totally blind or anything. I was, and the, the biggest thing at, at that point was, uh, I mean, you could still see, but you really couldn't see. And it's like, it was kind of the a, details, the fine little details. You know, just missing out those fine details where, uh, I, I used to do a lot of uh, electronic repair, and that requires being able to see, you know, fine measurements on measuring equipment and color codes and wiring diagrams and so forth. And I just, you know, it just kind of shot me out of a livelihood. That was pretty traumatic. Uh, but it doesn't mean that there's not ways to adapt jobs, and it's not that you can't do other jobs uh, just as well. And so some frustrating points for me is just trying to get employers to say, look, you know, I can do this job. Uh, now, I, I think when people say, oh, you're blind, they, they mean, oh, well, totally blind. And uh, I, I suppose if you enter that realm, honestly, by the time I got to that point, I had had trouble with the vision for long enough that there wasn't a lot to get used to. I mean, my worst thing is uh, I would once in a while get turned around, you know, and I would be walking in 
part of the sidewalk or town that's like, I don't think I'm where I'm supposed to be. And not really knowing how to get yourself out of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if you're alone, being, being disoriented, I guess you would say. Uh, that would be one of my biggest, uh, I guess you would say unnerving things. Fears. That happened yeah. to Terry in his new edition the other day when I was talking to him. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm lost in my own living room. <laughs> no, that was last week when we were podcasting. Oh. I was like, I can't, I keep talking, I can't. Play. <laughs> yeah. I got lost in my living room. <laughs> but yeah, but e- even at that, I mean, it does take a little bit of uh, courage or gumption to get up and just get out and walk somewhere. I mean, I, I think even today that's a big reason why I probably don't do and go as much as I probably could or should to get out and walk and get exercise because, yeah, we just kind of got snipped off there. I'm in here. Yeah, okay, yeah and I was just here. saying, uh, you know, just being disoriented, you know, it's – I, I, it's one thing to get around your own house somewhat well because hey, that's where you live. Uh, Maybe even around the yard. Uh, but here, it, I, I'm sure if I, as long as I had the house in uh, relative proximity where I could, oh, swing a cane over bump, there it is, I would probably be fine. But if I was to say walk the perimeter of my yard, I don't even know where that's at. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I have a fence around my yard like Terry, and we could just walk around the fence, and it's yeah. going to take you from the house to the house. Just go right. all the way around. Although and, I did try that one day, and there's a tree right real close to the fence, maybe a foot away, and you have to go around the tree. You can't follow right. the fence right there because it's just right. wide enough for me. <laughs> but but, uh, it, sure. but once I get, say, walking down the street, I mean, there's times I... I just don't feel like I'm walking a straight line. Yeah. And next thing I know, it's like, I don't know if I rounded the curve or not. And I don't know if I'm no. on the same road or not. And Was that like, a driveway or a road? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then when you find yourself coming to a dead end, it's like, well, I guess it was a driveway. Hey, oh, <laughs> pull back up. Uh, and and uh, I used to get more adventuresome with that, and, but I'm not. The older I get, it's like I don't, I don't want the adventure. And if I'm going to be out, you know, it's kind of like that guy thing where, you know, the girl goes to the store, she'll just shop and shop and shop. The guy's like, I'm, I'm going here for razor blades. I'm in. I'm out. I'm done. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so, if uh, it comes to me and getting out and going somewhere, if I don't have a reason to go, I'm not going to go. Uh, I don't walk down to the the convenience store here in town because I don't have any money to go down there anyway. And if I want to have coffee or something, I got coffee in the kitchen. I don't have a need to go. So I just don't bother. And there's, yeah. and so for me, I guess just a simple act of, you know, walking and navigating around. I mean, unless you're with, with uh, someone that's reliable to, to help, you know, grab an arm and be a sighted guy. I'm, I'm, and it's not something that happened like instantly when you go first go blind. For me, it's just like I just don't feel comfortable with that much anymore, like I used to. Yeah. But it used to be, hey, I had a job and I would. There's times where I would walk three miles to get from home to work, or I wouldn't usually go from home home to work, but I would go from work to home once in a while. Yeah. 
When the bus would not pick you up. I remember you told that story once. Yeah. They kept driving by. <laughs> yeah, they would. I think it, don't know why they wouldn't stop, but they didn't. But anyway, in, in Chicago, hey, I've been around Chicago, so it is. Uh, but would <laughs> I go there now and be as adventuresome as I was, wow, 20 years ago? No, I doubt it. And so uh, there's that. You know, sometimes the, the the challenges of the blindness is not something that's immediate. Sometimes it can be traumatizing because, oh my gosh, I can't read anymore. I can't, you know, like Terry said, watch the video games or other stuff anymore. And there's people who uh, invest a lot in photo albums and pictures. And these are going to be my memories when I get old. I can look at my these, these you know, old pictures. Well, if you go blind, you can't do that. Right. You know? and, and that I got can't, a lot of picture albums. And, and that's something I guess you could say I kind of miss is, is that kind of thing yeah but I, I wouldn't say it's been i mean there hasn't really been anything in particular that i can point to and say oh man that was the hardest thing ever to get over because i i was very motivated <laughs> whenever i lost my sight because i had a young family i was the person who earned the money i knew i just couldn't sit on my butt and lay on my bed and whine about it yeah and so i just got out there and did well, I, I wanted to get that in. I know we're kind of running a, a touch long at this point, but not maybe too long. So let's go ahead and uh, transition to letters from listeners. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? Which we actually have one. It says, hello, Keith, Terry, and Jill. I used to work in a big hotel in New York City. There was one day while I was working, a family of hillbillies came in. They were amazed by everything they saw, especially the elevator at one end of the lobby. Being amazed at the shiny doors, the boy asked his pa, What's that, Pa? The father responded, I've never seen anything like that in my life, son. I don't know what it is. While the boy and his Pa were watching the, the shiny doors, an old lady in the wheelchair rolled up and pressed a button. The rednecks watched in amazement as the doors opened and closed behind the lady. Looky there, Pa. There's a closet behind them there doors, the boy says. And about that time, she, after rolling into that small room, the doors closed behind her. And they stood there and watched the numbers above the elevator go all the way up. And the numbers came all the way back down. The walls opened and a gorgeous woman stepped out of the elevator. The father and son's jaws just about dropped to the floor. Their eyes popped out. The father turned to his son and says, boy, go get your mom. <laughs> this is from Apple, and I'm from New York City. I wonder if she's the big apple. <laughs> just a little one. 
I wonder if they're going to just let Ma look at the elevator or push her into it. (laughs) Sure, Ma inside that thing. Hey, Ma, get inside this magic box. Now press the buttons. I can just imagine her disappointment when she comes back down. Oh, goodness. Or, or just think of the trauma of the beautiful woman that would step out when her mom <laughs> wasn't there. <laughs> Get away from me, you hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's time for final thoughts. That's all yeah. the emails I got today. I have one. Go ahead. If you can't see who's telling the joke, it could be a stand-up chameleon. Chameleon? <laughs> stand-up chameleon. Yeah. That's what the Geico, Gecko does on his time off, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I had that one in, in touch with the Geico store. If all the world is a stage, where's the audience sitting? They're looking for that, that stand-up chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you hear the rumor about butter? No. Well, nope. I'm not going to spread it. <laughs> butter, spread. <laughs> I have a thought of the day. I heard a dictionary was starring on Broadway. It's in a play on words. <laughs> oh. Oh. Why couldn't the bicycle stand up all by itself? It was too tired. <laughs> Why is it called tourist season if we can't shoot at them? <laughs> Yeah. I have one. Have you ever wondered what a cat would say on a cell phone? Can you hear me yow? Meow. Can you hear me yow? Can you hear me yow? Can you hear me yow? How about yow? How about meow? How about meow? The other day, my son asked me, Dad, can you put my shoes on? I told him, no. I'd like to fit me. <laughs> I got one. Love is blind. Why is lingerie so popular? <laughs> yeah. I don't have any more. So anyway, I was saying, this is the part where we wrap it all up. It's a signing off. See you next week. Hey, send us an email and uh, give us your own funny story, your own funny news headline, or whatever you want to let us know. Leave us a review wherever you found us. Yep. And so with that said, I guess we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Leave us a review for her. You didn't find us. <laughs> we didn't find us. <laughs> <laughs>
and get ready for episode 48 next week. Yeah, we're getting close to 50. I know. That sounds funny. TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com.